Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and I count it an honor to be here with all of you on this episode number 133 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, many of us have just celebrated Resurrection Sunday and have had an awesome time giving God praise for rising up from the dead for all of us. The question is, what happens next? Let's talk about that. Please go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with Day 4 and Beyond. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everyone. So let's talk about Resurrection Sunday. Let's talk about that. So as of this recording, it actually is Resurrection Sunday 2018. And I am sure that many of you are just like myself, spent the day celebrating the triumphant resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now with that, before I get into my thought, I'd like to talk about the preparation that led up to this day. And I'm talking about the preparation from our end. And I want to do that by first taking you back in time to when I was a young girl. Okay. So one of my earliest memories of preparation for, and we called it Easter at that time. And sometimes I say Easter, sometimes I say Resurrection Sunday. Yes, I am aware that Easter has uh, pagan origins or what have you. You all just stay with me on this if you would. If I use the term, you understand what I'm talking about. So one of my earliest memories is uh, um, uh, uh, one of the mothers, uh, Mother Dollar, she was such an amazing woman of God and has uh, since gone on to be with the Lord. But probably around mid-February, she would uh, give my parents these slips of paper. And these papers would have what she would call our Easter recitation. Does anyone remember that word, our recitation? And typically the recitations were passages of scripture or something relating to the death, burial, and resurrection 
of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It was something that we had to do or talk about. And it was our job to memorize what was on the slip of paper so that when we got to got up to stand up in front of the church, that we could say it with ease and flow and perfection. That was the purpose of it. So there was that. Uh, sometimes there were plays or skits in which you know, we all had parts. And when I say we all, it was the young people. Uh, we all had parts in that. There were songs that we had to learn. And with that came us having to go back and forth to the church for various rehearsals. So we had that. Um, we also, on the home front of things, prepared because um, this was the time where we needed to get rid of the clothes that we had outgrown the spring before and get some new things. So not just because of Easter, we had outgrown those things over the fall and winter and summer of the previous year. So obviously we went to get new things. So there was that. Um, there was the personal grooming, uh, the boys getting their hair cut, myself getting my hair done. Uh, my mom did one piece of cooking as well. So there were things that were made and pies that were baked and hams that were cooked and all of those types of things. So for you know a good few weeks, there was a lot of preparation that went and led up to the day of celebration. Okay, so... All of these traditions are fantastic. Uh, when I think about it, I get this nostalgic, warm feeling in my heart and uh, it, it brings me back. What I'm going to now, where I want to switch gears a little bit is, is that with all of the prep and then the celebration that comes and, and everything happens and we say the, the recitations and we sing the songs and we give God praise and we hear the preach word that proclaims the victory that we now have in Jesus because he arose. And for those of us that have the Holy Spirit down on the inside, we have that same power. So we hear those messages. And once everything is all over and we take off the new shoes and we eat the ham and we say the recitations and we sing the songs, what happens on day four? We celebrated the third day, what happens on day four? And the reason I ask that question, BCU family, is that for many of us, we can get very caught up in the preparation of things and the celebration of things, so much so that we miss the message that God is wanting us to hear. And on top of that, we miss applying the message. Not anymore. Let's talk about that some more. Now, Romans 10 to 17 reminds us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in order for us to do anything uh, through faith, we've got to hear the word of God. And the book of James reminds us that we not only need to be hearers, we need to be doers as well. So it's important for us to know the word of God so that we are able to do and or apply it, if you will. And if our minds are busy and occupied with other things, 
what happens is, is that we miss out on the rhema word, the immediate word that God has for us. And then when the test comes, the situation comes, the trial comes, what happens is we have very little to nothing to draw from. Our well is dry because we didn't hear what God said. And now all we can hear is the voice of the enemy. And my Bible reminds me, uh, John chapter 8 verse 44 says that Satan is the father of all lies. So what he'll do is get our minds occupied about the celebration and whatnot. And then when the situation pops up, here he comes with a bunch of lies. So he's the father of all lies. He can't tell the truth. He's the original liar. And he will accuse us. Romans, uh, I'm sorry, Revelation uh, 12 and 10, I believe, reminds us that he is an accuser of the brethren. So he will accuse you of being a, a bad Christian or not doing something correctly or bringing up your past or what you don't do well, or he'll, he'll work through comparison. Look at brother so-and-so and how well he does this and you don't do that, or you don't do this well enough, or you said too much, you said too little. That's what he does. And if we don't combat what he's saying with the word of God, we will find ourselves cowering in fear, believing what it is he says will be neutralized, will be powerless, and he will, he meaning the enemy will run all over us. He will run, he will run all over us. So we have got to be CU family. Be mindful. Mm. Lord, I thank you tonight. I thank you of what the word of God says. And when the enemy comes in, we've got to apply what God says. Let me get into our scripture lesson for this podcast because I'm excited in my spirit. I just praise God for the, him confirming his word. Uh, if you will, go to Colossians chapter 2. Now we're going to read verses 10 through 15. Now, as usual, BCU family, I admonish you to read uh, chapter two of Colossians in its entirety. And not just that, if you can read the chapter before and the chapter after uh, in your private study time, it's going to help you to get the context of what God is saying. For sake of time, we're just going to pull out these few scriptures. So Colossians chapter two, verse number 10 starts off saying this, and you are complete in him, meaning Christ which is the head of all principality and power. So God is in charge of everything, everything, all principalities, all powers. All right. Verse number 11 says, in whom you were circumcised with the circumcision, not made with hands. So not a physical circumcision, if you will. It was in the putting off of the body of sin of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. So we're no longer sinners like that. It, that is awesome to hear. That is so awesome to hear. All right. Buried with him in baptism. This is verse number 12. So uh, we go by Acts 2.38 where we repent and we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. Repentance just simply means that you are godly sorry for what you've done to sin against God. All of us were sinners. All of us 
we had done something to sin against God. So we've repented. And then when we are baptized in the name of Jesus, those sins are washed away. Your past, what you did are, are, are just, they're gone. They're washed away. Now for some of us, BCU family, some of the things that we did, there may be a consequence attached to those sins. We are no longer under the dominion, if you will, the weight, the guilt of the sins that we committed. Amen. So again, verse number 12, we are buried with Christ in baptism, wherein also we are risen with him through the operation of God, which raised Jesus from the dead. So the power, my God, I thank you that Jesus had, he got up out of that grave with his own power. He was on that cross, as a matter of fact, with his own power. He would, no one made him go. That was his own power that did it. He stayed in the grave for three days and three nights under his own power. And once again, he rose with his own power, his own power. And for those of us that have Jesus down on the inside, meaning the Holy Ghost, we have that same power in us that needs to rise us up to what God would have us to do. Now, verse number 13 says, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh has Christ quickened together with him, having forgiven you of all your trespasses, everything that you have done wrong. So if the enemy is coming to accuse you of who you used to be five, 10, 15 years ago, a year ago, whatever, the Lord has forgiven us for what it is that we've done. And there is no need for us to walk around with our heads hung down in guilt and shame because Jesus has forgiven us. And he, again, is the head of all principality and power. He is the one that we are complete in. So there's no more shame or guilt. Do you all see what I'm saying, BCU family? The enemy's coming in and he's talking to somebody about that. No, 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 not anymore. You are forgiven. Verse number 14 says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us, which were contrary to us. So we all had ordinances. We all had sin. We all had charges against us, BCU family, because we didn't always follow what God said. I didn't always. I, I won't say we. I'll speak about myself. I can tell you of a truth and very factual that I did not always do what God says to do. And truth be told, having the Holy Spirit, sometimes the Lord has really got to, you know, compel me. If you, he's not going to make me do anything, but he's got to compel me to do things the right way because the flesh wants to do what it wants to do. And we have to allow the spirit of God to reign over us so that we are doing what God wants us to do versus the flesh. That's a whole other podcast. So let me stay on point. So I'm uh, blotting out every charge and mm, my God, I thank you for the second part of verse number 14. And Jesus took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. So for every nail, hallelujah, every time that that spike hit that nail on and, and nailing Jesus to the cross, every ordinance, every sin, every charge was nailed to 
the cross. Again, BCU family, the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment, all of those things that the enemy brings, he brings that stuff we no longer have to deal with. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you. And then, listen, let's go to verse number 15. This is good to me, BCU family. And having spoiled principalities, principalities and powers. Principalities, very simply, is just a chief ruler among angels. And we know that the uh, the enemy, Satan, was an angel in heaven, got lifted up with pride, and was thrown out of heaven. Him and one-third of the angels that decided to follow the enemy. So all that principality means is that this is the enemy and any powers that he may have. And wait, wait. He made, he meaning Christ. Let me make that very clear. Christ made show of them openly, triumphing, triumphing over them in it. So Christ openly made a spectacle of those spoiled principalities and powers. So that vast array of evil and malicious spirits that make war against the people of God, they are now disarmed because of what Christ did on the cross. So because they are disarmed, we don't have to walk around in fear. We don't have to walk around in torment. My God, I thank you. We don't have to walk around in embarrassment or guilt. What we want to remember is that we are complete in Christ. Amen. Because if we allow the enemy to continue to speak to our hearts like some of us have, we won't do what God tells us to do. And BCU family, we don't want to be caught out. We don't know when our time or our day is for us to leave for our appointment with God. There are many appointments that we can put off and we can change. There is one that we cannot change, and that is death. And it is, it is at some point going to happen to all of us. It's not something that we like to discuss or think about. We need to be aware that it can come at any time. And we want to be sure that we are doing what God has told us to do, that we are paying attention to the spirit of God on the inside of us and that we do and act and think and walk like Christ would want us to. And yes, there will be times that we uh, mess up or that we don't do exactly what God told us to do. And once we realize that we need to repent and ask God for forgiveness, and then with his grace, the next time that it happens, that we, we don't do what God says to do, that we will apply what the word of God says and go through with it. BCU family, I am telling you that we, many of us who are spirit-filled, walk around defeated. We walk around neutralized. We walk around paralyzed. And we are not walking in the fullness of what God has called us to, and we are responsible. We cannot stand before God and say, well, Lord, so-and-so did such and such to me, or they spoke to me this way, or um, I couldn't because I was, I was afraid. I, I, I just didn't know what people were going to think, or they were going to laugh at me, or they wouldn't take me seriously, or whatever it is. And I know BCU family, and more importantly, God knows and he understands, you know, why we would be fearful about something. 
we don't have to be. Once we recognize that fear or the nervousness or the worry or the discouragement or whatever it is, once we realize that, we want to take it straight to Jesus. We want to talk to him about that and ask him to remove whatever may be blocking us from what it is that he has for us. Thank you, Jesus. We don't have to be bound. We don't have to be. Colossians chapter 2 again, verses 10 through 15. Let us know that Christ took care of that at the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. Hallelujah. And the burdens of my heart rolled away. We no longer have to be saddled down, BCU family, with things that the enemy will tell us, those lies that he tells us. Rather, we want to walk in the victory that God gives us. We want to walk, BCU family, in the power of our resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what we want to do. We've celebrated the third day and how he rose. This is how we want to live and celebrate Christ from day four onward. Amen. You know, BCU family, lack of applying God's word in areas of our lives that we need to can happen to anyone. And I can tell you of a truth that it happened to me. As a matter of fact, it was my heart to record this podcast quite a few days ago, and I just couldn't seem to get it done. What happened was that the Lord took me through a test where I had to apply the word of God versus listening and succumbing to the lies of the enemy. So I'm here to tell you from personal experience that if God did it for me, he can certainly do it for you. And what I mean is, is that we can live and walk out Colossians chapter 2 verses 10 through 15. And once you embrace what God says there, you will find such a difference in the way that you serve God. I'd love to hear what your comments are on our conversation today. So if you're not already here, head on over to the blendcouragesyou.com page. Go down to the end of this post and you will see a comment section here. Please leave your comments so that we can continue our conversation. All right, BCU family, we are getting ready to wrap things up here. Once again, this is Blen from BlenCouragesYou.com here. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And Lord will, until the next time we are together, may our amazing God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the wall. <laughs>